Oh, there you are. There you are in, Jojo. You are up. So basically, um, as always, pick a topic. Something you would like the tarot to give you some hints about. And I'm going to start off using the Crow Tarot. The Crow Tarot is a deck that I was out with a friend having lunch one day, just sort of rambling around. And for some reason, we just wandered into some shop. I think it actually might have been one of those shops where they sell crystals and, uh, you know, woo-woo stuff. And I saw this... Uh, deck. Oh, it was in Venice Beach. That's right, Venice Beach. And uh, there was this deck and I just sort of grabbed it and thought it looked really cool and bought it right there. And then I spent all of lunch like pulling the cards out of the box, looking at the at the deck, trying not to get food all over them. Venice Beach is a really nice place to go sometimes on a weekend. You know what I'm talking about. You, you, you wander around those side streets and stuff where they have, they what is it, Abbott or something? Anyway, they where they have all the little stores and cafes and stuff over there. It's really, really nice. <clears throat> Financial future. Well, okay, let me move the dish out of the way. It served its purpose very well. All right, now let's do a cut. And um, we're going to talk about what the tarot sort of implies for that wealth and financial, all those things that some of us are really good at handling, not me. Uh, others are, are, like me, are just like what <laughs> but um and let's say now one more one more cut and let's do one of these where i wander through and there's our first friend comes out All right, what are the cards going to talk to us about first? Look at that. Look what it presents to us right away. Let me just do my little thing here. We have Temperance showing up. This is a major Arcana card. And you see, already you can see this sort of really nice approach the card has with the sharing of the resources going from goblet to goblet that the crow is doing there and how they've entered. You see all the sort of sense of kind of a cheerful abundance in the background with the nice yellow flowers blooming. You know, you, you see kind of an image here of, 
you know, a, a crow that's sort of, that's happy and content. The basic underlying message here, and we're talking about financial sort of life, is the card's primary meaning, which has to do with being able to maintain a balance the ability to mix various qualities mix efforts mix things that you have that you have that you own but mix your talents mix mix in with other people mix up ideas but you you basically you temper and control and you maintain an even keel by keeping everything sort of flowing back and forth, a free exchange, basically. That's what the, that's what the main implication of the, this sharing of the, of the water from goblet to goblet, from left hand to right hand, if there were a person there, you know. The sort of sense of balance and moving the various elements back and mixing them into something else. And what you create when you do that is some other kind of a fluid or another kind of a, an ambition or a quality. And in the financial world, it means perhaps, you know, instead of focusing in one particular area and putting all your eggs in one basket, it can imply being a little bit broader, a little bit more inclusive of various different aspects financially, you know? Um, it's almost like that advice that you hear um, when you invest, you know? If you want to be on the safer side, you do things like uh, funds, you know, right? You know, that are that sort of have a mix of different stocks in them, you know? I don't understand all this stuff very well. I just know what everybody knows about these basic ideas you hear about. And that is, and they make sense. So instead of focusing on just one industry or one type of company, your investments are a little bit more spread evenly in, in a group so that it can weather the ups and downs a little bit more gently and, and, and maintain more of a steady growth over time, not, not a rapid rise, which can also lead to a boom, a sudden crash down. So that's what the temperance card is saying is the primary factor here, which makes really good sense financially. I think for almost anyone, it implies avoiding real risk and being somewhat cautious, but just sort of taking a, an, a, a, a gradual growth perspective and giving it its time and not being sudden and not putting all your, your, your resources in just one small area. Temperance will kind of give you that general approach to things. Now, here on the left, a sort of unconscious bit of uh, motivation that may be going on. Uh, okay, so you're dealing with wands, the nine. Okay, wands are the energy behind what you're doing. The energy behind what you want to make or create or have. So you, it's kind of the, the energy that you need money to fund. Like if you were a creative person, you wanted to do something like get a microphone or something, you have to fund that somehow. You have to 
put your financial abilities, whatever they might be, as simple as any kind of a job you might be doing, and whether or not you can budget for that microphone, right? So here, the, the creative energy where you want to get on and do your live stream, okay? You want to live stream about tarot, let's say, whatever it is, but you, that's your creative energy and you, you apply yourself to it. And what this nine is representing is all that you've learned in whatever it is you do, and I don't know what you do, Jojo, but but uh, so but but whatever it is that most gets your interest and your, you know, your drive motivated, that nine stands for all that you have accomplished so far, all that you have learned, and it's saying, continue to persevere in that. Keep doing what you do because what it is that you love to do truly is what this card is saying will provide you the unconscious energy underneath that you're not even aware of to push you toward success, toward this financial balance and general sort of sense of well-being financially. If you follow what it is that really motivates you to feel good about what you're doing to make your money. That's what that nine is. And the nine is always the number of completion, but not, it's, it's the number of arriving at near completion, where you see the end of the road, you're, you want to cross the final hurdle and get over and finish the project. And you have to now understand that the nine is saying you have to apply everything to it. You can't drop out. You can't procrastinate. You have to maintain the movement and follow through to finish. Okay, now here on the right, we get into a more sort of conscious awareness. And look what you have here. Wow, this is an amazing reading for finance because the Wheel of Fortune is another major card, okay? So Wheel of Fortune comes out. And this is, uh, this is the card of big change. This is the card of life changing. Um, and it shows because it's a major that it's nothing to take lightly. This is a big, serious kind of profound sort of capacity for change. And it's, it's coming. And the, the reading here, because it's over here on the right in the conscious advice section, so to speak, it's telling you, keep your eye on that. Look for that opportunity for big change because it's coming. And when it does, it's only going to increase your potential for this general sense of well-being financially that maintains its balance and doesn't do anything crazy. Temperance is always about taking the middle road, going down the middle, like the Greeks used to say, the ancient Greeks, you know, the, the medium. The medium is always the best, the middle. Um, you know, not too much risk, not too much conservative safety. It's always about a balance, a balance in all things, moderation in all things. Will in... It's what this thing is, is, is hinting at as a 
sound financial approach leading toward big changes as long as you follow what you really feel is your path and you enjoy doing and apply your skills there. Oh, Jojo, I see you're saying uh, you're having some freezing issues. This deck is the the Crow deck. It's uh, it's really not that new. I think that it's, I don't know. I'm not sure what its date. I have. It's by um, an artist called MJ Coulinane. <clears throat> I don't know what the date of it is, though. It's not that old. I think it's probably only a few years old. Okay, Jojo, so what I was basically saying is that... Um, the wheel of fortune being in the conscious mean, means, you know, keep your eyes open for the possibility of big changes that are, that you have an opportunity to make by maintaining a careful sort of balance in your financial approach and unconscious advice to follow your, it, well, no, you do have to work for it because the nine here is the wands with your talents and skills being applied with persevering energy to what you do, to what drives you, what motivates you most. So follow, follow what it is that really motivates you in your work. Maintain a balance, a sound approach without being too extreme in any one direction financially. And it leads to you being aware of the possibility for really big changes coming. And this is a very positive reading, um, you know, to, to follow what you love doing and really follow through to finish things. Keep a balanced view, you know, moderation in all things is what temperance implies overall for this reading, leading to profound, important changes in life and opportunity represented by the wheel of fortune. Yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, making money, you know, it's one of those things where you can you can sort of profess to not be that concerned with it, but then when you are making money and you're like, "Oh, I can pay for things," then you've actually it feels it's a good thing. You you feel like you feel good. You don't it takes a certain amount of stress away. But that temperance card is an enormously important card for anyone and their money because it means to be even. Don't go crazy. Don't spend more than you have. I mean, that's not always the best advice because if you're sometimes you do spend more than you have by getting loans and that kind of thing, but you have to be very careful about what you're capable of handling. You have to know, and that's what temperance is talking about. What? Don't go nuts in any one direction. Be even keeled. <clears throat> um, 
Temperance is a very, very good card for money. Uh, I would think it, it because of that, that that ability to use money without being foolish with money, without spending more than you can possibly pay back or, you know, keep track of in your books, right? Temperance, temperance will always prevent you from making those foolish decisions, from wasting money on silliness. Well, and sometimes, you know, people spend money and they go through times when they spend a little bit more money, but how are you spending it? You know, how you, that's why temperance is here. What are you spending it on? Are you spending it on things that are going to step you up toward your goal? Or are you spending on things that are going to prevent you from getting to the goal? You know, uh, these are just things, I mean, we all know this stuff. We all know. We don't need accountants to tell us that we can't be silly with our money. Our parents told us that when we were really young, that if you get an allowance, you can't go and buy 20 candy bars if you can only afford 10. <laughs> and in fact, should you buy the candy bars at all? Or should you put the allowance in your piggy bank and save it up so that you can buy yourself a little wagon two months later? You see, these lessons, are we all know them. They all came to us very early on. That's all the temperance card is reminding us of. <laughs> Big TVs, yes. Colorful lights, hey, you know. But you see, if you if, look, who knows what you're doing with those? You might be having, it might be the perfect thing for you to be spending money on. Yeah, not everyone had physically wise parents. That's true. <laughs> that's totally true. That that's like uh, that's the you yeah. Some of us don't get those good lessons from parents. <laughs> yeah, I have popcorn over here. You should always eat popcorn when you do tarot. Because it's not messy, right? It doesn't get all over everything. It's dry. And you can throw it at the screen. You can like go like that. <laughs> Don't spend it all in one place. Well, yeah. I mean... That sort of implies don't spend it all in one bar. <laughs> so don't spend it in the bar. <laughs> Temperance, man. There's always a card that I always suggest someone keep in mind, sort of like it's in their back pocket. Keep the temperance card in your back pocket and, and you refer to it in your mind every once in a while when you're making decisions. You go, you know, temperance, temperance, temperance. Remember, <clears throat> if you're going to go and waste your money on 
some stupid thing and that little tiny voice in the back of your head, you know something is telling you, I really should not be doing this. Just think, oh, right. What would the temperance card say? <laughs> Man, budgeting, that's the last thing a kid wants to know about in most cases. Kid that doesn't that does want to know about budgeting is probably going to grow up to be like a super CEO of like you know some gigantic oil corporation. <laughs> I was always really bad. Um, I remember when I was selling little, I was selling, you know, at school, sometimes they'd give us big we'd, we'd, we'd go around, they'd give us boxes of like candy boxes and mine was peanut brittle, like boxes of peanut brittle. And you would, you would go out through your neighborhood and sell door to door the peanut brittle. And then you'd bring the money in a box to the school after a week or so. And that money would go toward like, uh, some program for, for, I think, to help people who needed food or something. It was run by the United Nations, something like that. And so I, I was like, I would get hungry and I had this huge box with like 50 or 100 boxes of peanut brittle in it that I was selling, but I would get hungry. <laughs> so I would open up one of the boxes of peanut brittle and start eating it. And I was just like, oh, it's okay, because I'll just make up the difference. I'll just put some of my own money <laughs> in the box and to pay for the box, uh, you know. But I would, I, I got a little behind because <laughs> I ate too many, <laughs> and so I got a little behind. And I think I, I had to go to my parents and confess that I, and say, can you give me some money to put in the box to give to the school? <laughs> so, oh. Uh. That was my budgeting. That's how I did it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's credit cards. That's right. <laughs> that was me doing... <laughs> that was me doing credit. Exactly. Yes. I didn't even know it at the time. <laughs> <clears throat> but somehow I got through it and I turned the money into the school, of course. Um, there was a nice thing, though. I don't think people do that now anymore. I don't think kids go door to door anymore doing that stuff. You know, <clears throat> I think it depends on where you grew up. Because like where I lived, you know, you'd go around, people people all knew who you were in the neighborhood. Oh, a magazine. <laughs> yeah, it's a magazine. That's true. 
I had people come to my door. And it was some magazine thing. I didn't get the magazine. I kind of thought it was like a scam or something. Because when it happened with... Someone came to the door and there was an adult there. But they also had like kids. And it was just like kind of weird. I was just like, what? What is this? And they had like a clipboard... And a bunch of weird magazine and a bunch of ratty old papers, like all b- torn. And and they kept talking about magazines. And I was just like, yeah, no, no thanks. <laughs> oh, see, I think I must have had it good because I had, I had all that peanut brittle. <laughs> I had a supply of peanut brittle, man, that would have, like, it was just, a, a, it was like a gift from the gods when I was that age. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Must have been. So yeah, temperance. Temperance will prevent you from ordering every little magazine thing that comes along. Yeah, I like the crow deck. It's, uh, I mean, what a lot of work this deck was to make. My God. It's very involved artwork. So tomorrow, a lot of people are going to be seeing, well, all weekend, I think. There are people all over. They do fireworks on the weekends instead of waiting just till tomorrow. I remember when I was a kid for 4th of July, um, like really being into going to see the fireworks. And being really really upset when it would be a rainy fourth of july and i'd be like all day long checking like to looking outside to see if the rain would stop and all this stuff (laughs) i was like just like a little fireworks junkie Really? Not even like for professional um, 
they don't even have like a professional fireworks show that the city hires to, to do a show. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's that way here too. There are all these laws. You're not supposed to do it, but they do it anyway. Yeah. The, the little, the like little sidewalk fireworks and stuff. But if you're in the, you know, some cities, um, like fireworks, people shoot off their own like big fireworks all over the city skyline. You can see them for miles on the 4th of July, just like constantly boom, boom, boom. Like, and sometimes it's good enough just to like go up on your roof or something and just hang out and watch that. <clears throat> I've done that. Just go up there with some beers and like, <laughs> I mean, not like, I mean a roof where some, where you, somebody might have a deck, you know, like a, a not not like climbing up on some dangerous roof or something. Oh, wow. So they did their fireworks in June. Huh. Well, you know, look around outside because often there's like, you know, some company might do them. They get a permit from the city and they have a fireworks display you know, could, could be something like that. Let's see, let's draw a card for fireworks. Fireworks, 4th of July. Oh, well, The four, well, okay. The four is reversed. Four of wands. So the wands represent the fire. The four represent, well, the four represents certainty and and um, stability. Uh, but the four reverse could simply mean, well, it's just going to be sort of, a, you know, we'll see. Play it by ear. We'll see what happens. Uh, there's no, you don't count on anything. Um but it's quite possible. See, this card kind of almost looks like, you know, those almost look like fireworks up in the sky, those four blossoms there. So it's quite possible, but but the blossom, it's reversed. So it means that um, it's probably somewhat unlikely, but keep your eyes open because it could come out as a surprise. <laughs> 